Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the burner, less lethal pistol launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, while investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Joe Biden wants you taxed to the brink under the thumb of the IRS, and controlled with a digital dollar. That's why thousands of hardworking patriotic Americans are opting out by diversifying their savings with the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. Right now, GoldCo is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver, but only while supplies last. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how to get started today. That's HannityGold.com. Well, we're coming to your city. Israel is at war. We didn't want this war. But though Israel didn't start this war, Israel will finish it. There were people who were decapitated here. Um, people with their hands tied behind their backs and shot, executed. And you saw from inside that house, it is the most horrific thing I have ever seen. Climate change is an existential threat to the, all of human life on the planet. That's just science. That's a fact, Martha. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news roundup, information overload hour. Thank you for being with us. Our toll-free telephone number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Um, so my friend Greg Jarrett, I mean, he has such an interesting life story, background, Um it, it just it blows me away as I unpeel the layers of the onion that is my friend Greg Jarrett. Things that I didn't know I learn every day. And it's, you know, for example, when he's writing his first book, I think, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks, number one on the New York Times list. You know, I I, I watch this guy write it and I'm be like having fun because having done it myself, it sucks. It's hard. And and but he just pounded away every day. And that's how he does it. And that's what's made him so successful. But I didn't know this part of his life. And his latest book, by the way, bestseller, Trial of the Century, Clarence Darrow, we've talked about it at length. It's a great book, great read, inspired Greg to even become a lawyer. 
And, of course, he's a Fox News analyst. He's been part of our great coverage, uh, exposing and being vindicated on the Russia hoax uh, and now exposing the Biden family syndicate. I know we haven't had time to talk about it this week, but we'll get back to it, I'm sure, at some point. But anyway, I didn't know this, that he was a war correspondent, correspondent, the second Antifada, and he was reporting from Israel, from Gaza. Now, we were there during one of the flare-ups, and I've explained this, and Sarot, I don't say it the right way. How do you say it, Linda? You, the Sarot. Only, Sarot. We were driving in a car, and maybe 150 yards away, a rocket landed and blew up. We saw it. You know, we were right there with the Iron Dome and, and they're firing off missiles. You know, we went to a kibbutz in Sarot, if I said that right this time. Go ahead. You, you want to say it correctly? No, I, I don't, actually. All right, good. So where it's, that's the border town where it's literally, you see Gaza in the horizon. You can see it with the naked eye. And they'd fire these missiles. And when they did, it lands in this town in 15 seconds or less. And so the children in this border town have to have underground bunker playgrounds. They don't they can't play outside like like regular kids and and be in the sunshine, get vitamin D for crying out loud. And it's just sad and and they've had 10,000 rockets by the time we had been there a couple of years ago. 10,000 rockets landed there. And we went to the police station and you see as the years go by how how much more sophisticated the weaponry becomes. We were at one kibbutz, that's a neighborhood, where the night before, one of the rockets landed. And you see as it lands, it is loaded with shrapnel and nails and glass, anything to destroy and penetrate a human body. It's horrible, evil. And I say that because I didn't know that Greg was there during the Second Intifada and reporting from Gaza and the West Bank. And he covered many of the worst Palestinian attacks and bombings by Hamas. Anyway... He actually had an interview with the parents of a suicide bomber, and they were so proud that they were of of their murdering son, their murderous son. They pointed to their younger child, and and he's writing an article that will appear on his website, thegregjarrett.com, and they boasted that he too would soon be a dead bomber, suicide bomber, who kills Jews. And anyway... uh, I never. Why? Why did I not know that story about you? I, I'm. I'm kind of. I was also a correspondent during the Iraq War at the outset. I arrived in Baghdad just after the city fell, and I stayed there for a couple of months. But before that, I did. You're right. Uh, 22 years ago, cover the Second Intifada, <clears throat> and I, you know, I witnessed some of the twisted mentality. Uh, that was taking place, not just among the terrorists, but the Palestinian population, especially in Gaza. And you're right, I was curious. I went to Gaza, I spent quite a bit of time there. I was worried about my safety, but I wanted to tell the story. And I saw such immense poverty, children without shoes, living under corrugated roofs, perched in a cactus field. Uh, These are people who were under the thumb of terrorists who operated in Gaza. And and back then, Hamas had yet to take full power, so it was Hamas and Islamic Jihad. And they would literally pay these impoverished families um, for their allegiance. And and so is it any wonder, then, that, that they were reliant on these terrorist organizations? They lived on United Nations food drops, I went to one of them and, and, you know, people 
uh, from miles around are standing in line to try to get some basic food. But it was that kind of mentality, parents that are proud of their dead suicide uh, bomber son who are pointing to their 10-year-old saying he too will become a bomber that really underscores what's operating not just in, in Gaza, but to some extent in the West Bank as well. I arrived at the scene of the most horrific carnage I've ever witnessed immediately after twin bombers detonated their explosives at Ben Yehuda Plaza. It's in Jerusalem. It was a popular night for young people to be out on the plaza attending the cafes. Mangled bodies were everywhere, uh, blood flowing through the cobblestones. My boots were so covered with blood, I eventually threw them away. It was a scene of unimaginable mayhem. Eleven people, ages 14 to 21, were murdered that night. I visited the hospital the next day. 188 people were wounded, and I interviewed Young people who'd lost their limbs, their hands, their legs. Uh, then I traveled the next day after that to Haifa, uh, where a suicide bomber had boarded a bus with uh, a vest of explosives. Fifteen civilians, innocent civilians on board that bus in Haifa, were murdered. Forty others were injured, some of them horribly. And I, you know, I vividly recall the burned out, mangled wreckage of twisted metal of that bus a haunting exhibit of the terrorist inhumanity you know I'm, I'm listening it's you know i've urged people and i've gotten some criticism for it and i don't really care but i've urged people to look at these videos look at these images online yeah i'm i mean i've got criticized for what i am able to show on tv and i can only show like bits and pieces and i mentioned the prime minister's tweet from earlier today sure. you know you don't believe that that children were beheaded, here's a picture of it. You don't believe children were burned? Here's a picture of it. Women being burned to death, there's pictures of it. Raping, you see the, the, the you know, the Hamas uh, soldiers, if you want to call them that, you know, going up to dead Israelis on the ground and beyond robbing them, you know, then taking a gun and shooting them again. They're dead. Right. Kicking them in the head again. They're dead. And it just is a level of inhumanity. And then, you know, I showed the cartoons, Greg, that these kids in Gaza grow up on. Oh, sure. Teaching them to hate the Jews. Right. And, you know, amid all of the what we've seen, the photographs, the videos, people burned alive, elderly executed, women raped and tortured, children beheaded. Hamas harbors no remorse. They rejoice in the cruelty and the pain and suffering that they inflicted. And as cowards often do, Sean... They, of course, retreated into Gaza to take refuge among the Palestinian populace who they have commandeered as human shields. And this is by design because they know the IDF will defend their homeland by taking the fight to where they, the enemy, are hiding this, among the This populace. time's going to be different. Mark. And, you know, Hamas will exploit the video images, the photographs, to falsely blame the victims, Israel, as the aggressors. And they're, you know, it's classic propaganda. They're adept at it. And they're counting on liberal media outlets to do their bidding to blame Israel. Any dead child, any dead innocent person, it is Hamas that has blood on their hands. Put it this way. Absolutely. And I said this last night. See if you agree with it. If Hamas laid down their weapons today, 
and said they're not fighting anymore. The people of Gaza would live. They would live. If Israel laid down their weapons today, they'd be annihilated. That's right. What a difference. But, you know, it'll never stop until Hamas is defeated and destroyed because there can be no truce, no negotiation. You cannot reason with terrorists because they are incapable, incapable of reason. They don't want peace. They don't want normalization. They only want death and destruction, cruelty and suffering. Human dignity to them is an utterly alien concept. Let me ask you this, because I've seen enough that I can't get these images out of my head. Yeah. I mean, I might put it aside, but I can recall with with perfect accuracy some beheading videos I've seen. Oh, yeah. What imprint did this leave with you in your life? I mean, how I mean, that's kind of life altering, isn't it? It is. You never forget it. Um, you want to forget it, but then there's a part of you that says, you know, if you don't remember history, you're, you're destined to repeat it. So we need to be mindful of what has happened in the past. This was so entirely predictable to me. I came back, I gave several speeches after my uh, stint in the Middle East, and I said, this will not resolve in my lifetime. It may take generations because the terrorists are so determined they care not a bit about their own lives or the lives of uh, you know their neighbors their families and friends they don't care about that they are so driven by irrational hatred that it has metastasized into this monstrous rage All right, quick break. More with Greg Jarrett. This article about his experience in the Second Intifada uh, will be on thegregjarrett.com. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. 
Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we continue with Greg Jarrett and his years as a war correspondent covering the second uh, Antifada, interviewing the parents of a suicide bomber and how proud those parents were. Uh, it's I, 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 How could you be proud of that? Wow. Uh, we continue with Greg Jarrett, his website, thegregjarrett.com. I am predicting that there's not going to be a Gaza to go back to when this is all said and done. Now, Israel, to their credit, they have been sending, I don't know how they do it, I can barely download an app, Um, but technologically, they've been able, with precision, to target any cell phone that is working in Gaza, telling people, get out now, stay, and you will die. Right. That is a, they've been saying it for days and days. I think they're, they're purposefully not going forth with this invasion to give innocent people time to get out. Now, Egypt closed the door. They're not taking them in. Jordan won't take them in. The Saudis won't take them in. This has been going on for decades. So I don't know where they go. But I think when all is said and done, Gaza will never be Gaza again. Hamas will not have a staging area that close to Israel again. Just that they're not going to. Hamas has for so long threatened their own population in, in Palestine. They're, they're so oppressed that the, the choice now among the Palestinian people trapped in Gaza is who do we fear the most, the Israelis or Hamas? You know, Hamas will come after us and kill us uh, with impunity if we try to flee their oppression. So they're caught. Many of them are. Um, now, that doesn't forgive a great many of the Palestinians in Gaza who have been willfully and deliberately and happily aiding and abetting the terrorists because a great many of them have. So it's a difficult situation. It's it's intractable in many ways, except that the Israelis now finally have absolutely no choice. They have no choice. It's about their survival. It is. Ultimately, though, their survival will depend on something bigger, and that is Iran. Yeah. Now, um, the idea, and this goes to the heart of Joe Biden and then Obama and Biden wanting to do these deals with Iran and give them billions of dollars and let them sell their oil, which makes them rich, so they can remain the number one state sponsor of terror. Uh, And while Joe might be embarrassed to give the money now, he's going to try and backdoor it somehow because that's what he believes is the the thing to do. Well, if I'm nice to them, you know, then they're going to be nice back. Kumbaya. Rather rather naive. But eventually, the money source has to be cut off. That means taking out their refineries. Yeah, it does. Number two, you really got to take out the nuclear sites. We know where they are. Plans have been drawn up for years and years. I know what the plan. I've talked to military people. We all, it's well known. You got to use bunker buster bombs and open up the underground facilities where they enrich uranium, and then you can take them out. But it would take American ingenuity, technology, military support to do it. That has to happen too, and that's a reality the world needs to face. I'll give you the last thirty seconds. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. They've gamed this out at the Pentagon. Go after the uh, petroleum. Uh, facilities, oil and natural gas, mostly oil. And, and you got to go after the nuclear facilities. The trouble is they have reinforced in such deep bunkers that the only choice is to use these uh, bunker-busting bombs that the U.S. has. But I'm not even sure that will work. But it would at least slow down the progress that Iran has been making 
uh, as you know, they've been snookering first the Obama administration, then the Biden administration. <laughs> oh, trust us. We're kicking out the U.N. inspectors, so you can't look at our facilities. But trust us. They're for peaceful purposes only. Don't believe it for a moment. Greg, uh, I know you're going to put it up on a column. Uh, it's not up yet, but you probably sometime this weekend. Yeah. Uh, TheGregJarrett.com. Thank you for sharing this. I mean, you bring a perspective that people need to hear. Thank you. It's very powerful. Thank um, you. And, and you're a dear friend. I wish I knew this before, but, you know, the layers of, of Greg Jarrett just, you know, I keep on peeling the layers of the onion like we do in our investigations. Anyway, my friend, thank Good you. Good to be with you. 800-941-SHAWNA is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Jobs. Jobs. Joe Biden can't spell it and he can't keep them for the American people. Check out the Sean Hannity Jobs Forum today. Now, Hannity's on Coast to Coast. 25 to the top of the hour. Thank you for being with us. Our toll-free number will get to your calls on our final half hour today. We got an amazing Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Tell you about that in a minute. Uh, recent report, Planned Parenthood, they're raking in billions of dollars, despite, of course, dwindling clients. Uh, now over 50% of abortions are done by a pill. Uh, the biggest takeaway is that Planned Parenthood is generating vast profits, and they get millions of taxpayer funding. And here's this organization on a mission to use the science of 4D ultrasound, which they offer to any expecting mom for free, Um and and let mothers know the the majesty of birth that is growing within inside them and life inside them. And what they're finding is through their 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 mission is that when women hear heartbeats, they hear the sound of a baby growing inside them and they get to see facial features for d imaging. And they can even count the number of fingers and toes on their babies. Guess what? They are really more inclined to give birth to that baby if they were considering abortion. They also offer free counseling services. They also offer if a baby, if a mom gives birth and is struggling in ways, they'll continue with counseling. They continue with providing diapers and baby formula. You know, they're helping out these people, but they don't get a penny from the federal government. Now, if you are pro-life or you believe in the sanctity of life, the only way this great cause can continue is through your generosity. And every free 4D ultrasound, just to begin with, is 28 bucks. That's why I bought couple of their facilities desperately needed new 4D ultrasound machines. I bought a couple. I'm going to buy more. Anyway, it's a tax-deductible gift. Please, you know what? Put your money where your mouth is. Those of us that believe in the sanctity of life, it's. I've always said abortion is about changing hearts. And this is how they're doing it, through science. Just dial pound 250. You can donate that way. Say the keyword baby. Pound 250, keyword baby. Or you can check out their website. It's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. That's preborn.com slash Sean. So last night on Hannity, we had, you know, I don't know why Cornell West, all the times, all the years that he's been on my program, and we have a friendly relationship. Off air, he is funny, he is witty, he's very intelligent, very, very intelligent. And and he's got a very nice side to him. And he's he's he teaches religion and philosophy. And I, I mean, he may be too smart in some ways for his own good, but he's always a fascinating person to, to be around. And, you know, so we would always say, Brother Sean, you know, and she, we just had this, Brother Cornell, how are you? We had a great relationship. And then he came out and he made statements about, well, you know, I forget the exact words that they used. He basically sympathetic to Harvard students that blamed Israel 
and Israel only. They said they, they only lacked nuance. And I went on to challenge him on the things that he wrote and said in this article. And he debated Alan Dershowitz, who, you know, was kind of aghast. Now, one interesting side note at the end of this debate, I said, you know what the sad part is, guys, we couldn't even have this debate on the campus of Harvard. So I've challenged Harvard. I got both of them to agree to allow me to moderate a debate on the issue of radicals, anti-Semites on college campuses, in this case, Harvard. And my staff is calling. I'm not going to make any judgments right now. But my strong inclination is they are not going to allow two of their best professors in history to debate this issue on their campus. So much for freedom of speech, a free exchange of, of ideas and opinions and ideals and principles. Forget about that part. But no consequences for anybody that has been blaming Israel, the victim of terrorism, and supporting Hamas. This, this is an embarrassment to all of these Ivy League institutions. And they're being called out on it. But anyway, the debate got very interesting. Let me play a, a nice portion of it here, and then we'll get to your calls. Some Harvard students now are scrambling to finally rescind their support of their vile letter, actually blaming the victim, Israel, for the brutal Hamas terror attacks. Not everyone disagrees with them. 2024 presidential candidate, former Harvard professor Cornell West said, the students were largely right, but they lacked nuance. He joins us now with reaction along with attorney, also Harvard professor Alan Dershowitz is with us. Thank you both for being with us. I would usually, you always call me Brother Sean, I call you Brother Cornell. I'm not, I'm not that happy with you tonight. I understand. Um, we could talk about why we... Because we have 31 groups from Harvard. Harvard's supposed to be, I always thought, the, the, the top of the top. To get into Harvard, what, a, what an accomplishment, what an achievement, what, what academic excellence you must show. Uh, a, a, a cut above everyone else. And 31 student groups blaming Israel blaming the victim and your answer to this is they are largely right hamas that murdered children hamas that read, murdered read innocent people what i said though brother okay that's what I they said. are largely right but lacking nuance no not i didn't say lack nuance that's the title of the piece okay My actual words were i just be very honest i got I'm it here in front of the me words too, the words were that Israel's policies of war crimes and collective punishment against Palestinians. I'll read it to you. Israel and the United and States Hamas are must take responsibility for killing innocent people. Anybody who kills innocent people are engaging in barbaric acts. You said no Israel, who they are, on, what color, what nation, and so forth. Israel and the United States are primarily. And the United States has supported and enabled. You explain to this audience. I want you to explain I'll how explain how is Israel and the United States responsible for behavior heading 40 children how I'm talking about the context 545 Palestinian children died in August 2004 not one American said a word I believe a Palestinian baby has the same value as an Israeli baby so when you have that kind of vicious hatred and revenge get response of hatred and revenge they are all wrong they're all war crimes they're all to be condemned but you cannot simply look at this particular moment without the larger backdrop of an ugly occupation and the ugly attacks 
chronically against Palestinians. Those are not your words. Largely right. Israel and the United States are primarily responsible for this attack. Professor Dershowitz. Well, I complained when Palestinian children were killed, but I explained why they were killed. Here is one of the leaders of Hamas. For the Palestinian people, death has become an industry. The elderly excel at this, and so do the children. This is why we have formed human shields of the women and the children. Hamas is the ones responsible for the killing of Palestinian children. Also, the Hamas has a term. It's called the CNN strategy. And the CNN strategy is induce Israel into killing Palestinian children by using them as human shields. Then parade the bodies out on CNN and you'll see what happens. People like Cornell West will engage in crocodile tears, blame it on Israel when the entire blame is on the Palestinians, Hamas, for using their children, their children as human shields and then using their children as shields to permit the killing of Israel. But don't accuse me. What is Hamas's charter? Yeah. I have the same outrage when Palestinian babies are killed, when it Jewish babies be or Israeli babies. Outrage. I want you to have the same indignation oh. when Palestinians are killed. Not when they're That's killed. Not consistent. when they're killed by Palestinians. When that you can't make Where's a moral comparison. When Nazi kids were killed in the bombings of Dresden, I didn't have the same comparison when Jewish kids were put in gas chambers and crematoriums. You're a professor of theology. Don't you understand the moral difference I, between uh, deliberately murdering a kid and having collateral damage because there are human shields? You're running for president of the United States. What would you do? Oh, if, wait, 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 do. let me tell you, let me you ask the question. Do. Let me ask the question. Okay. What would you do if they were firing, if terrorists were firing at American children in America and the terrorists were hiding behind Palestinian children? Would you allow the killing of Americans to continue or would you go and get the terrorists even if it meant possibly collateral damage on Palestinians? What would you do? I'll tell you exactly what I would do. First, truth and morality tend to be two casualties in any context of war. I would want to tell the American people the truth. I would tell them what the context is, how we found ourselves in this situation. And I would not jump question. for a military invasion do? and a genocidal attack on a, a genocidal attack on Gaza. No, no, you, it's you, not you a about genocidal where are they attack supposed to go? when you're where killing are they supposed terrorists. To go? This is like Warsaw, 1943. Where do they go? Where do they go? Yes. Let me tell you where they go. Do they where go to the UN? UN is keeping from Gaza them. to they Geneva? Go, they go to no no no. The UN has places in Gaza. They go to the eleven crossing. UN people have they, been killed they, in the last few they days. Go, they go to Egypt. They go. Egypt had to wait a minute. Let Come me on, make brother. another thing clear. No, Gaza no, no, no. City is very dense, Absolutely. but Gaza it's itself, dense. the Gaza Strip, there's lots of room. The Israelis have said, get out of Gaza City. Go to Rafah. Go to. Uh, uh, Khan Yunus, go to other places. And you know what Hamas With is no saying? Water, no water, no food, no electricity. You know what Hamas is dark? saying? Hamas is saying, don't go. Well, I'm, I'm not don't here to defend go. Hamas. Well, you are here. Well, I'm not defending oh, Hamas. Wait a minute. Don't you ever lie on me Did like you that, brother. Ever? I'm defending the suffering and, and power.
Palestinians I and, hear and, how, and Hamas itself I, I committing war crimes. I want to hear you Anybody say Anybody who commits war crimes are barbaric. I, I'm saying that explicitly, but I, I want I, you to say if the Israeli Defense Forces are killing children, no, no. are they barbaric too? No, no, are they, no, are they ever no, barbaric? No, no, no. If they target, no. if they target children, yes. Have, have they, they ever targeted? No, absolutely never, never, never in the history have they ever targeted a child deliberately. Man, please. No, no, they never targeted. They kill one innocent not person purposely. Since no, 1948, no, not, not are they that pure? Are they that? You don't pristine? have to be very pure on, not to kill Please. a child. Not to kill oh. a child. Let me let they me kill 550. Let me They're being used as human shields. Let me show something well, we, we showed on this program last night. This. Well, I'm about to show no. this audience. These are cartoons that are air in Gaza for young children that are taught to hate. The Jewish people that are teaching them to hate from that young age. Not good. No. Here's the problem. Any kind with, of here's the problem of with, hatred with is your, immoral and wrong. Here's the problem I, I have with your brothers peace. and others. If there's any hatred of anybody, would you condemn too? Black Lives Matter Chicago for justifying the Hamas murder by using these little airplane things and coming down on the uh, music event. But I, 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 hear, but I, I would certainly condemn it. You I condemn Black condemn, Lives Matter. I would condemn anybody. I hope you found that worthwhile. I mean, you know, we, we let it run longer on TV. I'm sure it's up on, on foxnews.com. We'll put a, a video on Hannity.com. All right, let's get to our phones. In the meantime, uh, many of you have been very, very patient. Uh, let's say hi to Andrews in Texas. Andrew, hi. How are you? Glad you called, sir. Good. How are you, Sean? I'm good, sir. I wish these were better times, but I'm good. Uh, yeah, you and me both. Um, I just want to say that, uh, you know, I, at this point, there's some people calling for a full-on military response from us. And at this point, I don't think that would help. I think that what, what I'd like to see, and I, what I hear is happening right now, is the United States Special Forces going in and rescuing as many American hostages as they can find alive. Um, I think... Maybe us getting fully involved, even though Israel is our ally and we have to support them. I think that maybe that would be uh, even more of a debacle than what we need right now and what Israel needs. And explain that in more detail. And what kind of support are you referring to? So, like a full-on military response, right? So, you got troops on the ground, all, all the things. Um, I think we could do. Be I think we could do better at supporting Israel than we are Ukraine. Uh, but a, I think right now what would be a good idea is more ships out there along the coast, maybe some battleships and stuff, just to show a force. Say, hey, if you guys don't back off, you know, this is what's going to happen. Listen, in the short term, what really Israel needs, and, and they probably need munitions and, and some of that logistical support, which we should be providing, uh, and and for those that might say um, we don't have a moral imperative to help or involve ourselves, let me remind you of this. The world was behind us when we lost 2,977 uh, of our fellow Americans on 9-11. And the world was not shy about sharing what we needed uh, at the time with us. And I would say that it is a noble cause to take out terrorists wherever they are. And certainly, beyond everything else, just offer the moral support as Israel stood by us after 9-11. Benjamin Netanyahu was a loud, outspoken supporter of America's response, America's response to 9-11. 
Now, was it perfect? Nope. It was not. Were mistakes made? Uh-huh. They were. I hope we learn from them. Um, but beyond that, whatever Israel feels they need to do, that's in their best national security interest to protect their people, I am fully on board supporting their right to defend themselves. They lost the equivalent of what it would have been if you look population to population and extrapolate it out. We would have lost in one day 37,000 Americans. What would you want our country to do? I know what I would want. Anyway, my friend, thank you. We appreciate your uh, call. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. we got a great Hannity. Please set your DVR, 9 Eastern tonight on the Fox News Channel. Uh, and we're just loaded up with a great lineup of guests. Senator Marco Rubio, um, uh, for one, is going to join us tonight. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has kind of stepped in it a little bit, and uh, we'll talk to him about it. Nikki Haley, Condoleezza Rice, Sarah Carter, Tommy Lahren, Steve Miller, Newt Gingrich in studio, uh, Corey Mills, and so much more. Set your DVR, Hannity, 9 Eastern. We're probably doing two hours tonight based on the breaking news out of Gaza. Of course, the, uh, the, the counterattack, counteroffensive is imminent, and uh, we'll have the best coverage on TV. Please set your DVR. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.